Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. This is Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to the Inside Connection, coming to you live from Los Angeles. It's a beautiful day in L.A. While some of the country is roasting, we send out our good cooling thoughts to them. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the astrological aspect called the opposition. And we just want to let you know that I was having a little bit of technical difficulty connecting Christina with the show. So she'll call in in just a second, and then I'll be able to connect with her. Um, Looking at the planetary placement for right now... um, The moon is in very, very late Pisces, which is interesting because that means that the moon is void, of course, and you're not supposed to be starting things while the moon is void, of course. So that means, of course, Christina Martin wasn't able to log in and and get into the show. We'll see if she can hear me now. Can you hear me now? No, she's saying that she can't. Ah, perfect. She's going to try and dial in. So back to the um, the current planets and where they are, not to take up too much time with connectivity and weird blog talk technology issues. Um, the moon is void, of course. It's something that we could talk about. So the moon is void, of course, quite often. It goes void, of course, every couple of days. and But it doesn't go void, of course, for very long. So maybe like an hour or two hours, sometimes as much as three or four hours. I think there are some historical um, times where the moon has been void, of course, for a a long time, like up to 24 hours. But I think in general, uh, it doesn't. Let's see. Christina, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, good. Welcome to the show. Oh, we we jumped the hurdle. (laughs) Or I did. (laughs) We jumped the hurdle, and you and I were just talking about that microphone. (laughs) We were. And and I started off the show by saying that the moon is void, of course. I was telling the audience that Mm. the moon is at 29 degrees Pisces, and probably even in the next half hour while the show is going on, the moon is going to go into Aries, and that it's not a good time to initiate or start something while the moon is void, of course. Well, of course, we can't do very much about that because we have a scheduled show time. So, um, but, but for me, when I jumped on and I was looking at the current position of the planets, I thought, oh, of course, the moon is void, of course. And, (laughs) you know, it wasn't really the best time to launch the launch anything. So that's fine. It, It gave me an opportunity to talk about that. What is a void, of course, moon? So, uh, in more ancient astrology, the moon is always looking for its next aspect. In other words, you know, it, it's going to make an aspect to the sun, then it's going to make an aspect to Jupiter. You know, I'm just making that up. And then at a certain point, the moon will reach a place in the sign, like where it is right now, 29 degrees Pisces, and it will be able to make any more aspects to any of the other planets until it jumps over to the next sign. So, for instance, the next aspect that the moon is going to make is that it's going to be moon trine Venus, because Venus is in uh, Leo, and it's at four degrees. 
So mm-hmm. that will be the next aspect that the moon will make. But between now and then, there's a little period here of like a half an hour where the moon will not be able to make any more aspects to anything while it's in Pisces because there is there are no other planets at higher degrees. That means that the moon is without direction. That's what it means, void of course, like a course that you would set. There's always a lot of nautical language in astrology, mm-hmm. like astrology charts and, um, you know, like uh, people in um, <clears throat> in Europe, they call it the map. We read my mm-hmm. map. And, and then this idea of charting a course using like a nautical map, Right, using like yep. a nautical chart, right? Because it, it, when we say like your astrology chart, it doesn't mean chart, like a chart that you like find at the end of a hospital bed, right? Like it's right. not that kind of chart. It's it's like, right. you know, where are you, char- like a charter, like a like an airplane flight, right? Like a, mm. like an, an nautical chart that you take out and you roll out on a table and you say chart a course, and that's why mm. that's that language for moon is void, of course, um, because it means void of a direction. So it doesn't have a place that it's headed to. And in, again, ancient astrology, though I have to say I've been getting very strong psychic messages in 2021 about the void, of course, moon, because Dr. Craig spends a lot of time observing this stuff. And I have noticed several times in the last year that the void of course period is not a great time to launch anything. Um, Mm. And even, and, and so that's interesting. So um, it was a tangent, but a good one because, you know, we had a connectivity issue, a technology issue and, you know, it was a void of course moon. I keep refreshing it because it's really a 29.59.59, but I bet it's already a 29.52. You know, this, the moon ah. will be in Aries by the time we finish the show. So yeah, that's, that's inter- nice. That's interesting to we'll me. Get going. I, I, yes. Yeah, I find it. I find it. And then your microphone will work perfectly and we won't have a connectivity right. issue. Right. <laughs> of course. So that's so sweet. <laughs> so. The opposition, which is something that, you know, for for our listeners, mostly you guys are people who are really interested in astrology and, and, you know, what we have to say about it. The opposition is a really powerful aspect. Um, And Mm -hmm. aspects mean the relationship between one planet and another, right? Even the full moon is in opposition. It's because the sun is on one side of the earth and the moon is directly opposite opposition maybe you Mm -hmm. want to explain it a little bit more for everybody well i mean i think that that's a great analogy because it's something that we can you know observe once a month but they they face each other right they're like looking two planets looking directly at each other um and you know there's all the all the signs in the zodiac have an opposite sign so it's kind of a, this, you know, worldly term. There's there's an opposite. So or it's almost complementary. Sometimes it is, but um, you're opposite, right? Just the, the and any thing two that is planets, not any two planets, any two planets can be in opposite signs mm-hmm. at any time. So it, you know, right. for instance, like the sun will be in opposition to Pluto in two weeks from now. 
because the sun is Mm -hmm. in cancer and Pluto is in Capricorn and those are in opposition. And so two weeks from now, the sun will be on one side of the earth and Pluto will be exactly on the opposite side of the earth. And if you, if you look at Pluto at that time, two weeks from now with a telescope, you'll see a full Pluto, just like a full moon. Because anytime something, is in oppo- anytime something is in opposition to the sun, it's the yeah. full on, it's the full on view. And anytime yeah. the sun is, 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 is conjunct to something, then you can't see it in a telescope at all. Right. If the, the if Pluto was conjunct it. the sun, you won't be able to yeah. see it at all because the light of the sun is blocking. He's it's bright. blocked. Right. He's our exactly. star. Yes. Exactly. So I find that really interesting. Like when, when Saturn is in opposition to the sun, that's when they get those amazing pictures where they have like the full round mm-hmm. Saturn and the rings going around it. That's the opposition because then you're seeing the full planet because the sun is shining on it most fully. Anyway, yes. so I was going through the planets and I was looking at them yesterday when I was, you know, like looking for the looking for the show and feeling it come out of the chart. And I thought, oh, wow, you know, Venus and Mars are conjunct in Leo. That was kind of a big first step. I thought, wow, yep. Venus and Mars are conjunct in Leo. Again, anybody who wants to do some love magic, I'm not going to give you any more information, but <laughs> Venus and Mars conjunct in Leo sounds like good love magic to me. It's a good time. Um, it is a good time to <laughs> love magic. Wink, wink. Maybe you should get a pink candle and maybe you should put it in your bedroom. And I don't know. You can figure the rest of it out. Um, right. So then, but Mars and Venus are in opposition to Saturn. And right now I know it's, it's, a, a, it's widely opposing. Jupiter is in Pisces, but it's retrograde and it's going back into Aquarius. Yes. So I thought, wow, Venus and Mars, these two really close planets to the Earth, mm-hmm. um, are in Leo on one side of the Earth. And mm-hmm. Jupiter and Saturn, the two furthest planets away that we can actually see with the naked eye, right? You can see both Jupiter and Saturn just go outside and you'll be yes. able to see them transiting across the sky. They're right there, visible in the Beautiful. middle of the night. They come up pretty late. Like you can't really see them. I don't think at 10 a at 10 PM, but you can see them by maybe midnight. Anyway, those two furthest planets, obviously not taking into account Uranus and Pluto, but these two furthest planets from the ancient planets are holding space in opposition to each other. And Mm -hmm. it's, I find that to be very dynamic. And I'll say more about it, but you know, yeah, the what, dy- what dynamicism, right? Right, right. What are your I mean, it's exciting. You know, I always like oppositions because, um, you know, it, like I said before, a little bit touched upon, it's it's complementary energy, it's slightly, right? We have uh, some of our planets in Leo, so we got some, like, fieriness, we got some creativity, we have some movement, we have some... Um, self-expression, a lot of expression with Leo. And then on the other side, um, we have Aquarius. And so that's more of the group dynamic. That's more of the collective and um, and uh, perhaps the 
uh, non-ownership, I'd say, part of uh, part of being. You know, Leo as the kind of owning something and being proud of it versus Aquarius letting everybody kind of be free and do what they want to do. Detachment. So we have detachment. Yes, right. So those two together, I mean, so nice, right? They make a whole. It's like I think you've you've definitely mentioned this before, like the leader and the audience that's listening to the leader. The group. The, the, the group. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, they both need each other, right? The leader needs someone to talk to, and the group needs usually one voice to really start the show, you know, get things rolling so they can get put a plan into action and work together, right? Perfect. Perfect. It's as if the alignment gives us an opportunity to lead a larger and more focused group. Larger oh. for Jupiter and Saturn for more focused. So the leadership, mm. right, Venus and Mars okay. in Leo, right, and and being able to, to bring about, like, the loving nature of leadership and also the forceful nature, nature of leadership, and that mm. that energy then in its polarity can be used to create a larger group and a more focused group. And mm. that's powerful. Yes. Incredibly, incredibly good time. Supportive time, right? Yeah. And we can get we can get to that too. I mean, I think just coming out of this pandemic, right? We're still the group is not totally ready yet, so we're working totally. on it. Not totally, but Jupiter is going back into Aquarius, so that will be the summer. <laughs> we're gonna have a right. we're gonna have a summer of of connections, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe fun bringing, loving, bringing that that last chunk of people that have, are nervous about it, bringing them you know out into the light a little bit, giving them that optimism that Jupiter so lovingly brings to the group in Aquarius. Yeah. Do you see that I refreshed the page again and that the moon is now at 2056? And it's only been like 14 minutes into the show and the moon has moved a third of a degree. Yeah, fast. Very fast. Very so fast. fast. So the moon, goes around this, the moon goes around the earth every 28 days and so it goes through all 12 signs every 28 days. And because of that, it um, is void, of course, very often because it changes sign every two and a half days. So that's the speed of the moon, you know, compared to Pluto. It's, uh, it's so fast, you know. And uh, Cancer, the sign Cancer, is ruled by the moon. And that's why Cancers are moody. Because mm-hmm. moody, like moony, right? comes from mm-hmm. the similar root, mm-hmm. right? Changeable, fluctuating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. find that very interesting. So Venus and Mars, they're going to be conjunct, yes? Yeah. Are they going to be? Yeah, I, I always find that very interesting, Venus-Mars conjunction. It doesn't happen all the time. You know, Mars, Mars moves more slowly than Venus. I don't think Venus-Mars conjunction even happens once a year. Yeah, I would say it's probably less than that. Yeah, looks like Venus and Mars will be conjunct right around July the 12th. Um, 
July 13, maybe Tuesday, July 13. So, and right around uh, 20 degrees, Leo. 20 degrees. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Very nice. Those later Leos. So, you know, I think that Jupiter is not actually going to retrograde and come back as far as Saturn. They've actually separated. So if you remember Mm. the Christmas star... Do you remember mm-hmm. the Christmas star? Yeah, it was who so nice, it? so beautiful. I mean, yeah, who does yes. it? Exactly. Because it was beautiful. <laughs> it was something really to see. It was really dramatic mm-hmm. and beautiful. And that is really separated away, right? Like it, it, like Jupiter has really now separated away from Saturn. And even mm-hmm. though we're still going to be able to see them together in the sky and they're going to stay, you know, within one sign, of each mm. other. Um, I think it was down to what, like one third of one degree. It was something unbelievable how close they got to each other. Oh. Yeah, it was really, it was really close. It was as close as it had been in like 600 years. <gasps> oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And Jupiter and Saturn conjunct about every 17 years, right? Every, because Jupiter goes back around the sun, it takes it roughly about 11 years. And in that same amount of time, Saturn has moved X amount. And so then it takes Jupiter another about six years to catch up with that. So about every 17 years, we get a Christmas star. But this one was, this one, I mean, they can be three or four inches apart. They can pass each other in very, like, above each other. This one, Jupiter, really passed Saturn. Yeah, they were on the same line of the ecliptic. It was kind of amazing. And that's kind of what we're talking about, people, is that we are reconnecting with energy from that time, from the Christmas star the Jupiter and Saturn conjunction and the way that Mm. Venus and Mars right now are pulling Jupiter and Saturn back to each other. They're bringing the energy back into Aquarius and using the polarity of Leo to be able to elevate our consciousness into a higher place of ideals, right? Aquarius rules idealism and that's what Mm. we want, right? So the moon is going to go direct and the Trump organization is going to be indicted tomorrow. <laughs> yes, that feels heartwarming. That feels like a good. <laughs> a, yes, a, right. A greater chance for leadership for a larger and more focused audience. Oh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Manhattan District mm-hmm. Attorney, harness this energy. And that fiery Leo. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off there. I was just getting lost in that, the dreaminess of that. I mean, not necessarily the dreaminess of the indictment, but (laughs) although that that is dreamy for some people, I'm sure. (laughs) But just the, um, the like warmth and like, you know, heart, that's part of Leo's thing is, is leading with the heart. So the, the warmth that can come with, this combo of Venus and and Mars together, you know, because Aquarius can be a little cold, although it is concerned with the group and the collective. It's a little, you know, slightly removed from the individual person. So there's there's warmth there as well with our our Leo. Yeah, definitely. I love the keyword. I love the keyword benevolence for Leo. Mm -hmm. I love that, right? A kind of big kindness. 
Oh, yes. Grand. Big Grand and kind. love. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then something comes to mind because I know everybody wants to know about it, and that's Bill Cosby and Bill Cosby WTF. And, um, and I love that keyword list that I sent out today because what's going on for Bill Cosby is that he's 84 years old and he's having a Uranian return. The planet Uranus takes 84 years to go around the sun and Bill Cosby's Uranus is right around 13 degrees Taurus and Uranus creates freedom and oddly Uranus created freedom for Bill Cosby today. So I wrote a keyword list that was Uranus freedom, get out of jail free, UG. So UG <laughs> Uranus and there you go. Um that's that's a, that's one of those things, you know, one of those things. I I wanna throw out there just real briefly though that next year Pluto is going to be opposition to Bill Cosby's Pluto. And Pluto mm-hmm. is the ruler of his eighth house. So mm-hmm could mean something coming down the road that's not going to be so nice for Bill Cosby, something that I shall not mention that begins with the letter Reaper, but we'll just leave it at that. The letter. <laughs> right, right, right. Wink, wink, hint, hint. We're giving you a lot of winks and hints on this show, so <laughs> you better be paying attention. <laughs> yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. It's fascinating. The Uranus, Uranus uh, in Taurus is, is what's bringing him back out. You know, you would think in his that first that house. Be- yeah, he has Uranus in Taurus in the first house. So he'll feel completely mm-hmm. exonerated and he'll basically try to make it seem like, you know, just because the indictment was overturned means he actually didn't do what he did. Uh, right, right. But, you know, moral, he admitted yeah. to it in civil court. That's the whole thing. He admitted to it in civil court. Yes, the prosecutors said that they wouldn't use his admission in civil court against him in a criminal case, and that's why he got off now. Um, but that doesn't mean that he still didn't put it down on on tape in in his civil litigation. So, um, yeah, Bill Cosby has to live with that. And we'll see what happens to him, because like I said, next year, he has the Pluto opposition. These are transits that actually happen when we get, you know, significantly older. The Uranian return, the Pluto, the Pluto opposition, we don't talk about them very much. We don't talk about them much in class. We don't talk about them much on the show, because we don't really do a lot of readings about, you know, 84 and 85-year-old people. But if you remember the Arab Spring. The Arab Spring was very interesting because both Muammar Gaddafi of Libya and Saddam Hussein of of Iraq were both 84. So, yeah, they they also experienced the freedom of of Uranus, but not in the way that Bill Cosby did. (laughs) Um, They were they were liberated as from being leaders of their country. And, um, Uh and yes, that was something that happened. And there were several, you know, Middle Eastern leaders at that time who were turning 84. It's always a very interesting kind of, um, kind of crisis, I think. It's, uh, I know we don't have too much more time, but I'm going to, um, open up 
the software. That's the software. Jingle, jingle. That's the astrology software. I didn't software. hear it. I didn't hear I, it. I love it. I lo- you did or didn't? I did not. I did oh, not. Oh, you didn't. Well, I did, and I have headphones on, so that's kind of oh. interesting. Um, maybe it only came through my, my computer. But I thought it's I nice, was just thinking nice about thing. Elizabeth, um, the um, uh, Queen Elizabeth, the one the one right now. She's quite old, right? She's um, she's going to be a hundred in twenty twenty six, and mm. so she she well passed her Iranian conjunction, but her Iranian oh. her, her her Iranian return, right? Yeah. Her Iranian return um, happened in, it looks like 2009. Yeah, I think that's right. 2009, 2009, 2010. I was yeah. going to say maybe at 10 years ago. 2009, 2010. Great. So it's interesting to, to like go historically and like I said, off the top of my head, I knew um, what was happening to some of those um, leaders world in the Middle leaders. East. Right. Yeah. But um, right. what was? I didn't see what her Uranus was in. Do you remember what sign it was in? Say it again. It was in Pisces. What sign? Yeah, it was oh. in Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure. Nothing's really jumping out at me about what might have happened to her in 2010. But um, but it was the, you know, it was her th- third house. And yeah, I have to look into it. I should do those things before we go on the air. So, well, that's all right. Um, Jubilee? Was that it? I might also her just, yeah, I might also just put it in um, as her uranium return. If it comes up, give me mind. Somebody will have done that. Nope, nope, nope. Didn't jump out at us. Well, Uranian returns represent times when we feel like we can become most free of our physical life, right? We, we were 84, and we recognize that we can't take it with us. So Uranian returns are a time that frees us, ultimately, like, really liberates us from the bondages of the physical life. And if you've achieved some measure of happiness and satisfaction and meaning in your life through being a loving, kind human being and also co-creating with the divine force, those two things that we're supposed to do because we're alive Mm -hmm. here, love other Mm -hmm. people and co-create with the divine force you'll die happy if you do both of those things um if you get to that 84 and you realize that you have in fact done those two things then you're free then it doesn't matter you know like your grandmother's ring and your mother's china and you know like none of you know it doesn't matter like if something falls on the floor and breaks you're like whatever so that (laughs) it's a very liberating place to be when we get to be that age or we suddenly get horribly disrupted like you know people like those middle eastern leaders who over got their dictatorships overthrown Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, so i found it i found it do you have a minute it looks like 
it was the Jubilee celebration that marked um, the beginning of the withdrawal of the Duke of Edinburgh from public life. And um, the Duke of Kings. So there's some withdrawing there, which sounds very Pisces, right? A little bit of withdrawal. Well, especially because it was her husband. Yes. Because that, I'm pretty sure that was Philip, right? That's what it meant. It meant Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah, that would be a that would be a part for her because she was go, you know moving in that direction. Now she hasn't abdicated the throne and he's gone, and she's still got all her marbles. God bless her. So she's gonna stay on. You know? God bless her. Yeah. Yes. When I when I saw pictures a- last week of the queen at the Royal Ascot, she went to like a horse race and she loves horse racing and she oh, yeah. she was standing there talking to a jockey and she was just ear to ear grinning. She was beaming. I thought to oh. myself, Wow, that is everything. The, the the queen's smile is everything. It was really nice. So and I'm not a huge, you know, royal family follower or whatever, but to see somebody like that in her position be so contented and, um, you know, filled with joy was actually really a nice yes. thing to see. So we need to wrap up. And I'm Dr. Craig Martin. I've been here with Christina Martin. Sorry for the beginning of the show where we had technical difficulties. Um, and if you were holding tonight, please try and call again next week. I'm sorry that we didn't see you. We were tangenting tonight for some reason. So I am going to say good night. You can find us on stageofstars.com, stageofstars on Twitter and Facebook. Good night now. Have a nice one.